pay for Thanksgiving this year, will you need a sinking fund? Will it be a Scrooge Christmas? Stay with us as we make the interaction between government and inflation you're experiencing understandable. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Welcome, it's Money Matters USA. That's the podcast. That's the fiduciary firm that's founded and managed by Fred Sade. Uh, money Matters USA and Fred is about knowing money matters and, and he's about applying the right strategies for you and your retirement. But yes, constantly looking around at the world that we live in right now. And of course, looking ahead and planning for his clients years, decades into the future. Uh, Fred, how are you first off? Good to be here with you again. Same here. I look forward to it. Look forward to doing the podcast. Look forward to chatting with you and, and having a weekly meeting. Yeah, we have some, um, well, not uh, not cheery, totally cheery topics here. Um, we're seeing inflation like we've never, we haven't seen since 1990. Um, going to the store, going to the gas pump. It, whatever you're doing, we're, we're actually recording before Thanksgiving. So maybe even finding that turkey is a big challenge and not the most pleasant of experiences. I mean, we're not just not in a great time. Uh, how do you explain what's happening so the average American understand and make some sense out of it? Well, can do. Um, in 2008, the Federal Reserve started printing money. And in 2010, the Fed went into high gear, and it just ran the printing presses not nonstop. Mm. We know that the Treasury collects about $4 trillion a year in tax revenue. And by the way, the, the revenue has actually been very constant over the last 20 years. Uh-huh. But the Federal Reserve printed in excess of 4.5 trillion in money so that's 8.5 trillion there are very few buyers for this 4.5 trillion now the the primary dealers and the money center banks have to buy some of it the plain truth is they don't want to buy it so the federal reserve bought the death bought the debt now the this this is what they're calling monetizing the debt, but the euphemism that they use is quantitative easing. Yeah, and that's what they're talking about about the Federal Reserve buying the debt, and it stopped inflation for the most part because the money never circulated. Okay, they bought it. They bought. The uh, I yeah that's where you know I try really hard to get a firm grasp of this. You talk about printing money, and yeah, we did it. Like you used to mention, oh eight, I remember TARP, 
And we thought, oh, my gosh, that's almost a trillion dollars. But look what we've seen just in COVID. That's right. We are <laughs> we, we are um, experiencing printing because it's easy. Because they're not, they're not literally inking up the presses. All they do is go to a computer keyboard right. and they create the reserve. So this whole process of printing is really a computer keyboard, and with with some keystrokes, boom, voila, they they have they have printed, literally printed money by by creating the uh, the the reserve. Now the Fed has talked about a gradual easing. Uh, of this printing process, which they uh, have euphemistically called tapering. Now, as of today, the um, there's a disagreement between Wall Street and Wall Street economists and traders and, and the Federal Reserve and, and their economists. Wall Street wants the Fed to hasten this, this so-called tapering process. They, they, they want the Fed to stop printing uh, money, just as the Canadian Central Bank stopped printing money. They just did it called Turkey. And in Australia and New Zealand, they, they have stopped printing uh, money. Now, there's been some issues with, with the rapid rise, a relatively rapid rise in interest rates. So the Canadian Central Bank has intervened on, the, on their five-year treasury to try to hold the interest rates down. But there's some other issues that I'll, I'll talk about generally uh, later later on. So the answer to your real question is that COVID-19 is not the cause of inflation. It's really a very good excuse. For, first of all, the Federal, the Federal Reserve claimed it had a 2% inflation target. In fact, inflation ran hotter than 2%, but, but it didn't last very long. So it would go in and out and they can get away with it because the real goal of the Fed and the Washington politicians is to, is to keep inflation so low that we, the consumer, don't notice that, it, that it's running hot, but you can't hide 6.24% inflation. Yeah. So the consumers notice. <laughs> yeah, notice inflation. we noticed. <laughs> we notice still. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's painful. Uh, and what happened is that people started driving as much as they did pre-lockdown. And when people started returning to work, driving and commuting, this has increased the demand for gasoline right up to pre-pandemic levels. And gasoline production was reduced during the pandemic, there's a question of supply and demand. There was less demand, so why did you need the supply? And here's the thing. It takes time to ramp up production, and this ramp up is true, regardless of the Biden administration's stance on undrilling and fracking. Now, that didn't help, but it's not the sole cause of the reduction in supplies, as I've just indicated. Now, it takes time. And it takes time to gradually get this production back up. It's not like flipping a switch. Now, the other issue that we have going on right now is that we have COVID-19, which is burning again in Europe. And we're starting to see uh, that it's becoming uh, more prevalent here uh, in the United States, even among the vaccinated. 
The problem that it, with, that with COVID with the vaccine is it's not really a vaccine; it's a therapeutic. So you you will you will, you will get infections that are that are just going to occur. And if people um, stay home and and they've proven that over, over the last two years that you can work effectively at home, then it's possible that the demand for gasoline might uh, reduce again, not necessarily to the uh, pandemic levels, but it might take some of the pressure uh, off. In any case, uh, the you can't you can't just ramp up uh, to, to go to pre-pandemic levels uh, overnight. We expect the administration. We also expect the Europeans, who also have uh, petroleum reserves, to to release uh, reserves. Uh, from from uh, their their reserves, just as as we will. So uh, the 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 per barrel cost uh, went down uh, early this morning, on the expectation a of these release of reserves worldwide and also on the resurgence of COVID nineteen. So, but we are seeing uh, increases in in the rentals of office space. And um, but the big issue really here is that the Wall Street economists are in major disagreement with the academic economists and the administration's economists on the issue of inflation. How hot is it going to run? Will we see a downturn in the economy, especially by the third quarter of 2022? The University of, of Michigan's buying conditions survey, which is followed very closely shows that this is the worst in decades for household goods, houses, vehicles. And as we said at the beginning, turkey and Christmas dinners are expected to cost at least 8.6% more, and that's, that's an average. Now, the worst news is coming from the New York Fed, and they're expecting the median rate of inflation over the next three years to be 4.21%. Mm. Now, they're talking median, so it's a 50-50 either way. It right. could be 50% more. It could be 50% less. Which way would you guess? Right now, I would guess more. <laughs> more. Okay. Right right now, yes. Uh, because with the with – the, I fully expect uh, that the um, – the Fed will continue um, on its on its um, putting reserves, so-called printing, uh, and I don't know about the tapering. There, there's a big thing going on today with the Wall Street uh, folks demanding that that the Fed hasten the uh, the tapering uh, to, to to get this start to get this inflation. Uh, under under control, but uh, no, uh, all we have is a disconnect uh, right right now uh, between the uh, Wall Street uh, folks and, um, and and the Fed. Just to mention, it opened up by saying that Fred does look ahead, and he's looking at things like this when he looks ahead for you, because your retirement plan needs to factor in not only where inflation is now or any other conditions, but where they will be, and how do you weather that storm? It's something he does on behalf of all of his clients. Any questions you have, wherever you are listening to this podcast, you can connect with Fred. It may be virtually. That works just as well. 
Most many people are doing that now. 800-593-8188 to reach Fred. 800-593-8188. And he'll be happy to make some uh, some of his reports available to you. We are talking about inflation. I understand Bank of America did a survey recently on inflation. And about one half of Wall Street fund managers think that the Fed only will hike rates one time next year. And 65% of investors think inflation is transitory. I just wonder if they ask if it was persistent, if Bank of America would have gotten a different result. I mean, isn't a lot of ways how you ask the question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It just depends on how you you frame it. And and I am convinced that the market is ahead uh, of the uh, economists. If if you look at the Fed futures contracts, the futures contracts are telling us that uh, that the the, uh, Wall Street, the the traders who in the futures market are expecting three interest rate hikes in 2022 and, and I'm I'm betting uh, on that these guys are are right their their understanding is really profound well back in to my opinion yeah. gasoline you mentioned this just to get back to that briefly uh, because we're just before people are heading out I saw a story and read a couple of stories on people changing their Thanksgiving plans I guess these were the road trap uh, road trip planners changing their mind because of the price of gas. U.S. average three fifty In California, with that $1.50 tax, it's 5 a gallon. $5 for regular. Monthly wow. miles traveled or uh, what is that? Um, $275 billion. This is worldwide as of in August. August. Okay. That's Bloomberg and Bianco Research is telling us that. that. So, uh, I mean, it just, it just indicates that the driving – People are going back in their in their in their cars, yeah. But 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 as you point out, the price of gasoline is is so high. Uh, I I mentioned before we we started that I had to run to the supermarket on Sunday afternoon to, to run some errands for my my wife and mm-hmm. pick up some stuff she couldn't get uh, any place uh, else. And um, I'm just noticing what people were buying. And um, I didn't see that many people buying turkeys. They were, buy, they were buying, you know, buying chicken and bank buying, uh, you know, uh, flank steak or that sort of, of thing. But but turkey, but but not turkey. Uh, and I, in fact, I even asked the cashier uh, just to verify what I saw, and she said, "Yeah." She said, "We're we have plenty of turkeys. We we thought we'd oh. sell more of them. We're not." You know, that's also a, in a separate issue. I've, I've been reading, too, where a lot of people are just saying, why do we have to have turkey? <laughs> and so they're just they're deciding to go with something else. But, yeah, <clears throat> price, though, and availability, a big thing now. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we're going to pick up with the Port of Los Angeles, Long Beach situation, and how that can impact the supply chain. It's coming up on Money Matters USA. ever feel like you are fighting for financial knowledge you can get a copy of our hot off the press 401k survival guide or take advantage of a complimentary consultation valued at over 999 dollars contact fred sade at money matters usa 800-593-8188 we're back with money matters usa fred sade we're taking a look at where we are now in the in our economy 
Man, it's so different. Uh, Fred, I tell you, you know, the sometimes I marvel at the disconnect really between Main Street and Wall Street because Wall Street actually, that, that the bump with COVID initially, but then it bounced back stronger, really setting records. And then we're talking about we're dealing with inflation. We're dealing with supply shortages. It's, it is kind of a, a difference, but apparently Wall Street is concerned now, as you said, that they're really in trying to encourage Washington and the Fed to pull back on, or, the, or Washington in general, to pull back on printing money a little bit. Yes. So they're going to, but didn't that kind of help them a little bit initially? I'm sure it did. Oh, All the money. No, ab- absolutely. It lifted asset uh, prices. It lifted commodity prices. I mean, it, it just... It just helped uh, enormously and, and, help, and helped large companies uh, increase their uh, profitability. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, the uh, increase, the asset, the asset price increase and the uh, and companies with, with good, strong pricing power who can make it stick have, have done uh, very well, especially in some sectors of the, uh, of the, of the economy. Um, the, yeah, we always have to remember that that Wall Street, <clears throat> Wall Street is not the economy at large. But no. uh, John Kenneth Galbraith, the uh, Harvard economist, said that uh, always looked at Wall Street because it's it's future forward, you know, as the canary in the coal mine. So he he always looked at it that Wall, Wall Street sends up the the warning flags. Uh, to tell you of, of what's ahead. So Wall Street is really in the first and second quarter of 2022 right now. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's what they're investing with with that, uh, you know, with with that direction. And and that's that's where their focus uh, is, even though we're sitting here, you know, in in, uh, uh, in November of 2021. But still, that's not where Wall Street uh, is is that no administration can survive runaway inflation uh, and and uh, and a recession uh, at at the same time inflation usually knocks knocks out any uh, administration well, Jimmy Carter and George H W Bush yeah ab- absolutely ab- absolutely Infl- inflation is a deal killer and and if you if you've got a recession that's their their toast. Yeah, and uh, they, I'm sure they know it. Uh, so they may not have a solution, uh, but Wall Street is saying uh, it's it's time to it's time to act. And and Wall Street's fear is that the Fed will come to the party, if you will, very late, uh, and um, and they'll act very quickly, too quickly. Uh, to make up for lost time and and trigger a recession. Now you know this uh, America. The United States is not a manufacturing economy uh, any any longer. So our economy is not cyclical in in the sense that a manufacturing economy uh, is is cyclical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our our economy is is really financially and monetarily uh, based. But right now we we've just got way too much money. Chasing too few goods, and and that may not be an original thought, but that is the the actual uh, reality. So, when you look at the uh, p- 
port of Los Angeles, yeah, Long what, Beach. But that, that, that speaking port, of chasing too few goods. <laughs> what, yeah, well, that's a, that's a fascinating situation. Uh, yeah. So President Biden said, hey, get that port open 24-7. So fine. So it's open 24-7. Yeah. Now, but there's no way to truck the stuff. So the port rented a field, and they're storing the containers but they just can't put the containers on the grass. Oh, there's no drivers? Is, is that what you're saying, part of to, yeah, to, what, to what distribute it? Well, no. The, the drivers would, would load up the the, um, the trucks. They would, they would put the containers, you know, on on that on the chassis, and then they would they would they're driving to a field that the port rented, and they just you just can't unload the the containers on the grass. So you have to leave the containers on the chassis. So they're they're nicely uh, stacked up. You can you can go on a search engine. You can see them stacked up neatly in this huge fields on the carriers. But now there's a carrier shortage. <laughs> so, right, right. So I... so that. To okay, go with the I good see shortage, there's a carrier shortage. <laughs> so it's because they can't put it on the ground. It's not that they don't have the drivers, in other words. It's the vehicle no, the, <laughs> that's, that's not available. They don't have, yeah, that, that's correct. And, and the trucking rates uh, rose 36.2% in October. It's, it's the highest increase in, in decades, more than, more than 30 years. Um, the... Uh, Port is telling us that they have about 100 ships lined up at any time in San Pedro Bay, and the average anchorage is 15.5 days. So uh, the the big box stores have uh, chartered their own ships, and they're using the Canadian ports to unload. They're using the Canadian railway system, and um, they're uh, then, then trucking uh, over, over the uh, rest of the space, uh, over the rest of the distance, and you're seeing, some, I'm seeing some of these, uh, you know, you, those huge trailers, those huge tandem trailers uh, on on the roads, uh, you know, com- coming down. Um, but um, you know, but that, but that's you know, Walmart, Costco, uh, Target. Uh, these are uh, the and some of the big. Uh, uh, regional uh, and national uh, shopping, uh, you know, supermarket chains. They they're working their way around the supply chain uh, shortages. So they they uh, small business uh, will probably be hurt. Uh, they they don't have the wherewithal to be able to hire a ship, mm-hmm. right? In, in order in order to get around the and they won't have the blockage. The I mean, goods. If, if anybody who's on the highway can see the number of trucks that are on the highway. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go into a rest area to, uh, uh, you know, get something to eat or use the facilities, you, you, you'll you see hundreds of trucks in in the parking area because the guys can't drive more than 11 hours, so right. they, have to take, they have to take a break. Uh, so that's another area that could be fixed. You could extend that to 12, and you could drop the driving age to 18. You have to be 21. Uh, to drive a trailer in interstate commerce, uh, it's, there's no reason why an 18-year-old properly trained couldn't couldn't drive a track mm-hmm. trailer. But anyway, that that's a different conversation. Yeah, I, and it's I, just, I suppose. I mean, it is it is odd. I know everything that's going on because I remember the late 70s. I remember the early 90s, uh, and 
of course we didn't we weren't coming off a worldwide pandemic and i i know you're saying that's not i mean it's so easy just to put all the blame on that but that's yes. not the case it's more complicated than that but i've never seen anything like what we are experiencing i mean what, what was it in um in september more people left the workforce and and it broke the record that was set in august <laughs> about people yeah. just quitting their jobs and yeah yeah that that's true and, and it's it, right right now we have have an age imbalance in the workforce people between 55 and 65 uh, have left have left the the workforce and um that that is uh that's an issue hopefully it, it'll get resolved uh, over time so we we have people in their 30s 40s uh, in early fifties, uh, just just up to about age fifty, that comprise the uh, are, are the, the main uh, people who are in the workforce, and and what we're finding is that about three and a half million uh, people uh, took early uh, retirement, uh, or ha- have just left the workforce and, and decided to uh, go into business uh, for them for themselves. The um, uh, Atlanta Fed publishes an average wage report, and this is followed by economists. It's highly regarded. This report shows that the lowest wage earners, apropos of what you were saying earlier, have mm-hmm. benefited the most from the current inflation because they've seen the largest increase in wages. Middle income earners, according to the Atlantic Fed, have not benefited very much. Salaries mm-hmm. have not increased much. They've not paced inflation. And they're pointing out there could be sign-on bonuses, but that does not impact uh, does not impact wages. So the middle, so it, the middle income person is not incentivized necessarily to to stay in the workforce yeah. and and can possibly do uh, something else. May have a hobby, an avocation, uh, whatever whatever it is. This this has become a major. Uh, a, a major issue. The other, the other thing is the way we handled, the U.S. handled um, the pandemic shutdown differently than other countries did. Most other countries did not um, prevent people uh, from going to work. What they did is they said, okay, you've had a reduction in hours. Uh, so what we will do is make up for the reduction that you have. So let's say you lost 40% of your income, we'll, we'll provide you with 30 more percent or something like that to, to help you make up uh, the difference. But, but it, it didn't put people at home and, and, um, and, and working from home or not working, uh, as the case uh, may be. So their approach to restarting their economy uh, is different than ours because they, they never had the same kind of shutdown uh, that, that we did. Uh, and this is true in in Europe, and it's true in in Canada. The the approach is just completely different. So they're not facing the the problem that we're facing, which the Atlanta Fed is is also uh, tracking. And as I say, their their report is very highly regarded, and is followed by economists on on a regular uh, basis. Well, I want to make sure we've got time to get this in because on our day of recording here, uh, November twenty second. We've learned that President Biden will nominate Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell to a second term. Uh, so that's actually well, that's today. I think we learned yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? I mean, does does it make a difference who sits in that chair? It's a good question. The um, New York Times, have, excuse me, the Wall Street Journal 
had an editorial about that. It was titled Tweedly D versus Tweedly Dumb. <laughs> they don't think they don't think it's going to make one iota uh, of difference. I, I I think it was 50 50. Um, and I think what sunk Brainerd uh, was her congressional testimony where she refused to say if she was a capitalist or a uh, socialist, mm-hmm. she has to be she has to get Senate confirmation as vice chair. It's not clear as of you know today whether or not she can clear uh, the the Senate. Um, we will see. Uh, Powell will have no problem. He's he's very well liked, very mm-hmm. highly uh, re- regarded. And the administration ra- also raised some trial balloons as they trotted out people that they made available over the weekend, you know, for the Sunday talk shows. And uh, it was pretty clear that they were getting a very uh, negative reaction on on uh, on Brainerd and and um, also the that loop of, of her testimony was shown over and over and over again. So uh, she so I, I'm not I'm not really surprised. But I, I like I said I think it was fifty fifty until this weekend. Uh, my expectation I think the expectation of uh, the Wall Street traders, the institutional guys, small investors, is that they're going to push the S&P higher and higher. The, and there's no reason for them not to, because there's no penalty for failure. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Um, the, the run-up in, in the private equity market is is is, uh, is apropos uh, of that. And we are seeing some warning signs right now. Pensions, uh, Pension funds are very short on on, on cash, uh, and they're they're stand, they're not in the market. They're not have, they don't have fresh capital to be in the market. Uh, and there's a lot going on, as I said earlier, in the in the treasury market because uh, if 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 there's no money to pay uh, on a bond, then the, then the treasury regards it as non-performing, having zero value. And once you pay the coupon, then uh, the treasury allows you to to uh, value it. Uh, again, so th- there is a lot of concern uh, about what is going on, and there's always a possibility that there could be a continuing resolution uh, for next year. That that is a that's a possible uh, outcome. I don't know if it's likely outcome, but it's, it's definitely uh, possible. That wouldn't necessarily be the the best solution. But uh, if there's stalemate in in the Senate, uh, if if Manchin and Cinema stick to their guns. Then that's likely what's going to happen, and there'll be and, and this uh, any any further uh, tax changes uh, or other changes or other programs are, are not uh, going to happen, uh, at least at least not now. And, and then we'll see what happens with the next election, and, and we'll see what the composition of the House and the Senate are going to be. So that's that's where we we are. I hope I hope we have done a good job here of explaining what we hope to do. Uh, well, you're breaking it down. I know someone yeah. uh, could be thinking, this is a great conversation. It's interesting. It's educational. What does it have to do with retirement? But it has everything to do with retirement. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. I mean, you, you, ha- you have to be able to uh, deal with, with inflation. You have to be able to deal with deflation. You have to have a 
uh, a, a way to organize uh, your retirement goals, your spending goals, your asset goals, your, your uh, for uh, the probability that over an extended period of time uh, you're going to you're going to face uh, shocks, unexpected shocks. You're going to face uh, inflation, deflation, uh, shortages. I mean, I mean, the average retirement can last uh, thirty, even forty years. That is a very, very long time. And anything can and will uh, happen, and you have to. You have to be. You, you just. What's that phrase? Hope is not a plan. Yeah. You, you have. You have to have a plan, and it has to be updated regularly. Uh, life is filled with with change. Uh, we're imperfect beings, and we can't. If we're imperfect to start with, so how can we create something that's perfect? It's impossible. We we only can see so far into the future, and and our plans need to be updated. But they have to be resilient and capable of of uh, withstanding ch uh, change. So it's the difference between uh, reeds that that can bend in the in the wind and not be knocked over. You know, and 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 a wooden structure that's going to be blown away. Uh, you know, with with a, with a strong wind, flexibility. And, and we, yeah, yeah. We we need to have we need to have enough flexibility uh, that that uh, we we can deal with with whatever it is that that is that is going to uh, happen. And um, the only thing that the only thing that's certain is change. Change change is a constant, and we need to be able to deal with it. Well, without a doubt, and, and it's good to have someone like Fred who really knows the inner workings of all the moving parts of the financial universe as someone who helps not only get you to retirement, but to keep you there. I mean, that's it's one thing to get there and you want to stay there. Uh, so to have the right strategies in place, and that's something uh, Fred Sade can help you with uh, on in a custom basis and certainly a fiduciary manner at this fiduciary firm, Money Matters USA. Thank you, Fred, once again. A great conversation, and we will get together oh, and yeah. do it again. I'm looking forward to it. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe, and stay with us. Thanks so much for being with us on the podcast, Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.